I know you may feel overwhelmed and burnt out, exhausted. And I know you've probably been telling yourself that you can push through. You can do anything. I mean, we can do hard things. You can do anything you put your mind to, and you can keep pushing through. I mean, look at all the things you've pushed through before. But who else is suffering because you are suffering? Today, in this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast, we take a look at is your martyrdom, your insistence on pushing through and suffering, despite the suffering, continuing to go forward without making a shift, is it actually having collateral damage? Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. It's your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is the podcast where we put happiness first. I help high-achieving, deeply passionate healthcare professionals like you rediscover their happiness and their freedom. Join me in conversations with experts to uncover our unique definition of happiness and answer the question, is there really such a thing as work-life balance? <laughs> if you've heard yourself saying, you know, I'll be happy when... Well, my friend, the time is now. Time to step out of the busyness of your life and time to step into the business of happiness. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Today is going to be a great day. Today is going to be a great day because I'm going to share with you a truth bomb that you may not have realized. And this might just be the perspective that you have needed that will make a massive change in your life. Today, I'm telling you that you are not suffering in a silo. Your suffering is hurting the people around you. In, um, in 2007... I ran over my dog. I ran over my dog and I injured her leg significantly. She had a really bad break. It was the first fur pet, our fur baby that my husband and I had ever had. We loved that dog, my, especially my husband, sweet little Welsh terrier named Winnie. And she went everywhere with my husband. We hiked Mount Washington. She went up Mount Washington with us, and when her feet got sore, killing carried her in a backpack. She was our first baby. She was a representation of the beginning of our, of our marriage, the beginning of our relationship together, and we adored her. And in 2007, I ran over her and hurt her so badly. Uh, the break was so severe that they needed to do surgery. And they told us that after the surgery she would need multiple weeks of physical therapy. And it was at that point that we decided, because of a broken leg, to put our dog to sleep. I tell you this story because for many years, I told myself a different story about why we made that decision. I told myself a different story about why I hit her with the car. The story I told myself is, I'm short. 
<laughs> I'm five feet tall, for those of you who don't know. I'm five feet tall, and I often would say I couldn't see over the, uh, I call it a bonnet, the hood, the hood of the car, and that I just didn't see her. And the truth is I didn't see her because I was living in chaos. I was living in a frenzy state. I was so overwhelmed and exhausted and functioning at a ridiculous capacity of burnout. And I was just pushing through. I couldn't even pay attention. I was multitasking like a queen. I mean, I thought I was the best multitasker. I actually wore it as a badge of honor. I thought that that was my superpower. And flying around trying to be all things to all people. I was running a business pretty much as a single mom because my husband at the time was working outside of the state and we had hired, we had um, rented a, a house for him in a different state so that he could stay over, take call. And I was living alone at the house with two babies still in diapers, running a practice out of my house, so overwhelmed and burned out. And on that day when I was flying home after work, after working a full day, and then taking the kids to fly to the grocery store to get some dinner and dessert, for, I mean, dinner and <laughs> dinner and uh, milk for the kids, and flying home to try and get home to just start the bedtime routine, to just get them into bed, to just fall apart on the couch with a martini in my hand, that's when I hit our dog. And I was telling myself that the only person suffering was me. Yes, I knew I was suffering. I was miserable. I was so unhappy. Nothing felt good enough. I didn't feel good enough. I felt embarrassed and scared. I didn't want to let anybody know. Gee, I was here as a dentist. I couldn't let my patients know. I couldn't let the community know. I was trying to get people to come to see me. I was trying to sell my services, trying to get people to sign up. I was so terrified that I wouldn't have enough new patients every month to pay the bills. I couldn't share that with anyone. I definitely couldn't share it with my friends. They looked like they were doing great. All my dental friends were just soaring, so happy. I couldn't share it with my family. I was the most successful person of all my siblings. How dare I start crying sad or overwhelmed? I was making a lot of money in their eyes. And that suffering of pushing myself beyond my limits, beyond my capacity, and feeling like a failure constantly, feeling like I was never fully present because I wasn't. I wasn't even present enough to pay attention to the road. The fact that I only hit a dog still blows my mind because I was just functioning offline in a state of absolute fight or flight, not really truly present in any one moment. And you know, Winnie was just a metaphor for the suffering that was happening around me. I was raising human beings, these impressionable, beautiful little kids that I was just squeezing into my day, that I was just 
hoping for getting them into bed at night, hoping for an easy bedtime. God forbid we had a moment of norovirus. I will never forget that, where I stayed up all night cleaning and cleaning up all by myself and trying to make it through the night, knowing that the next morning I'd see patients at 8 a.m., knowing that I'd have to pump before I got out out of the house, and just every moment resenting the next vomiting episode of my kids. There's no way I was showing up as my best self with them. The collateral damage was happening all around me. You know, I tell you this story because at the time, I was so unaware. I thought it was just me that had to carry this burden. I thought, I can do this. I'm miserable, but I can hold this up for everyone else. And I didn't have any awareness that my suffering was actually causing other people to suffer too. We made the decision to put our dog to sleep because I couldn't imagine one more thing on my schedule. I couldn't imagine additionally to all of these other demands where everybody needed a piece of me, wanted a piece of me all the time. I couldn't imagine also now taking her to physical therapy appointments. And the guilt that weighed on me after that decision added to my suffering. And it contributed to that lack of presence again. Every moment that I had free where I wasn't, you know, escaping in intense work or intense exercise or in alcohol, every moment I had when I had a moment to be present, I would feel the shame and the sadness and I'd try to push it away by stepping out of presence again. My question is, what will it take for you to have awareness in your life? Who else is suffering because you're suffering? And have you been telling yourself this whole time that you're so strong and capable, and oh my God, you are, that you can push through anything, that you can withstand anything, and maybe it's just a little while longer, that you'll find happiness and peace and calm and ease when X, Y, Z? And have you been blind to the awareness of what your suffering is causing in others? For me, it was my family and my health. It was also salvaging my business because there is no way I could show up as the owner, the CEO of my business, let alone the CEO of my life under that stress. And I thought that it was only me that was suffering. But really, looking back now, I see the ripple effect of it. And, you know, I ask you just to allow yourself to be aware. How long are you willing to wait before the suffering starts evidencing pain that you're no longer willing to tolerate? You're maybe tolerating that pain in you right now, but when it impacts someone else, is that what it's going to take before you realize that effect that you're having on the, pe- the world around you? You know, it was so interesting. The other day, I, I was explaining to my daughter, she was asking why women 
all get on the same menstrual cycle. And I was trying to describe it to her. I said, you know, it's really interesting because our sweat actually excretes hormones. And it's those hormones in the air that we actually attach to. And then that's how women get on the same cycle. It's because of our hormones that are actually speaking and having conversations between one another. We don't, we're not even aware of it, but it's that hormonal conversation between one another where we're actually affected and impacted by other people's hormones. That's how women end up on the same cycle when, when they, with their menstrual cycles. Same is true for cortisol. We excrete cortisol, stress hormone, in our sweat. And that is felt by the people around us. We talk about energy all the time. And you know when you're in a room with a really stressed out person, sometimes you, you got to leave. I can't be in this room. I can't be in this space with you right now. Your stressing of yourself is affecting me, right? Ever been in a room with someone like that? I lived like that for decades without even realizing that impact it was having on other people. And here we are treating patients in their mouths, leading teams, holding space for our patients who have had experienced dental trauma. And we think that the stress and the suffering that we're experiencing isn't impacting them. What's it going to take for you to realize that it is? Imagine a world where you took responsibility for your own healing. You took responsibility for your own pain, your own suffering, and you understood that responsibility as a journey of healing that is required not just for yourself, but for the people around you. Knowing that when you took care of yourself, you're doing the very best for the people around you. What if taking care of yourself and your happiness is the greatest gift you can give to the people in your world? Imagine that. Imagine that. As this year is slowly coming to a close and we're beginning to look at 2024 on the horizon, I invite you to just take a look at this past year and see where you've been hurting and suffering and where you've been just telling yourself that you can carry this burden and how many people are suffering because of your suffering. Who in your world who in your world would benefit from you taking care of yourself? I invite you, every single one of you who this episode is impacting and imprinting in you a new realization, I invite you to seriously consider joining me in January for Radical Happiness for Practitioners. It's the shift that will change everything for you. It is the shift that allows you to have greater awareness and to have the practices to put into place to see real change in your life. You know, it's one thing to have the awareness. That's step one. Awareness is step one, and it's such a big part. I mean, how many of us live our whole lives completely unaware of what's actually happening, completely unaware of the damage that we're causing on the people around us? But when you have the awareness, that's only step one, my friend. It's a huge step, but it's just the first step. The next step is making change, choosing a new way, choosing a new perspective, new behavior, 
And that is what we talk about in Radical Happiness for Practitioners, making actual change in your life. So if this is hitting home to you, I will leave you in the show notes here a link to the waitlist for 2024 Radical Happiness for Practitioners. But I wouldn't wait if I were you. Go to www.thebizofhappiness.com and you'll see the link right there on the front page for Radical Happiness for Practitioners. That's this foundational course in supporting you in recognizing that your happiness has to come first. See, we used to think that success would bring happiness, but I think you've realized by now that that's not true. And the exciting part is, and this is really exciting. I know this has felt heavy, this episode, but here's a really exciting part, is that happiness actually brings greater success. It really does. See, you don't have to suffer. It isn't selfish to take care of yourself. It is not. It actually, by taking care of yourself, has ripple effects on the world around you, and you actually can have greater impact in a more influential, better, kinder, compassionate, healing way on the people around you, your patients, your team, your family, and believe it or not, your bank account. You're not suffering in a silo, but you also don't have to heal in one. There is so much support out there. And radical happiness is an amazing opportunity to do so in a community of like-minded people who see you and know you and have been where you are. And together we rise. Well, I thank you for joining me this episode. I hope you have a fabulous rest of the day as you think about this a little bit more and start having the awareness of how your suffering has implicated other people, how your suffering has had an effect on the people around you. And I absolutely honor you for recognizing the need to make a shift, not later, but now. And I welcome you to Radical Happiness for Practitioners, because when you feel good, that is when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Business of Happiness podcast. If this episode brought you new perspective and value, I invite you to subscribe so that you catch all upcoming episodes and leave us a review. And if you know of a friend or colleague who could benefit from this perspective, share this episode with them and empower their day. For more information about the Business of Happiness and the Radical Happiness for Practitioners course, find me on www.thebizofhappiness.com. See you there.